0: This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathard.
1: Sources are telling CNN that the FBI's unprecedented search of President Biden's Delaware home followed very high-stakes talks between the Justice Department and Biden attorneys, and the department was prepared to seek a search warrant.
2: CNN's Wolf Blitzer. So that's kind of new this morning. Apparently the Department of Justice ready to seek a search warrant, and I think the thing that surprised me the most is that I didn't know Wolf Blitzer was still alive.
3: <laughs> Shame <laughs> on you!
2: <laughs> or on the TV, Randy Tobler hosts the Tobler Show today at four o'clock. Did you know he was still on the TV? Yeah, well, Wolf
1: Blitzer. Yeah, I knew he was. Yeah, oh. I keep an eye on those. I'm not a tribalist. I was listening to your last segment; it was good. Uh, as a matter I of fact, well, we, we're going to open up the. I try to keep an eye on those uh, on the on the other side to make sure that we don't fall into our myopic uh, conservative knuckle dragging viewpoint, you know. But yeah, I, Wolf has sort of faded into. Uh, into less, less prominence.
2: Thank God. Uh, As as a matter of fact, you look at the cable news ratings, um, and truthfully, Fox News, Outperforms just about everybody. CNN is outperformed by the Home and Garden Network. That's a true
1: story. <laughs> you can
2: uh, you can look that up. Uh, uh, Randy Toler referring to our conversation <laughs> with Keith Simon talking about truth over tribe. I think we might open the mailbag at eight thirty-five. So we got some great comments on the text. This was a, a kind of it could have been more in depth. I uh, would have liked to have had more time with him. But talking about truth over tribe and our teams and our tribes and how much we we uh, we all. Uh, of us to an extent push the team over the truth and it's hard to do especially when you sit in the chairs that wake up mid-missouri is sitting in this morning stephanie bell john marsh brian houseworth producer hannah i am brandon Rather. that is dr uh, randy tobler host of the Tobler show with <laughs> days four o'clock
1: did you get to hear some of that conversation i did you know and i think a lot of this revolves around to understanding our own biases that we really do have and trying to sure. acknowledge You know we we can look at the same set of facts i mean stephanie can speak to this as much as anyone you you look at the same set of facts and one side of the of the bench in front of the judge says uh you know i see it this way and the other side of the of the of the of the the law group you know says i see it this way so we've got to realize that as we enter these kind of discussions you know i mean look at the whole drag queen thing someone you know a bunch of people including the mayor and uh our local representative and and you know, others thought that uh, that wasn't an adult performance. Others thought it was. We have to look at the way the prism we're looking at things through.
0: And
2: incidentally, and this was completely by accident, I do want to mention this CPS story and mostly their handling of it—the poor handling, the poor communication—which is consistent with that district. That story, so we think about this school district here in mid-missouri it's now gone national fox news is on it Newsweek is uh is is on this uh story too uh and Howlsworth quickly two basically new pieces of information as it relates to this story
0: two very quick pieces number one the second letter has been sent to uh the uh, superintendent dr brian yearwood from ag andrew bailey the ag kind of referenced this letter yesterday with the interview with uh, dr tobler here on the program but basically he says uh yearwood cares more about indoctrination than education and accused him of, quote, betraying the trust and confidence uh-huh. of the parents, end of quote. Second piece of information that is brand new, I did confirm with Senator Roud and the Senate president that he will meet this week. That means today or tomorrow with Yearwood and some school board members. He's not saying the date and time. Obviously, that the you know it's going to be a private meeting, but it will be soon. It'll be this week. So, uh, and I what I completely agree with the attorney general, Doctor Yearwood. At the
2: very least, if not further on down the totem pole, there should resign um, for various reasons. It's not just this. It has been the poor treatment of parents with what they are trying to do with these little kids in their school district. Dr. Yearwood absolutely positively. He should do like this, uh, the school administrator in West Virginia, I think, who resigned. He resigned. Parents said, hey, you knew a six-year-old brought a, a gun to school? and you didn't do anything about it, you should resign. He did the right thing. He resigned. Yearwood should do the same. There was another superintendent just resigned in Chicago because parents did not like what happened with the the program, and the parents said, you need to do this. He did the right thing. I would highly encourage for the benefit, and it's not about me. It's not about even all this stuff. It's it's about the kids and it's about us as a community. He has been nothing but but uh, uh, divisive. He's basically lied on this show in that interview two years ago regarding CRT. He. For the benefit of kids, he has he's got to go and do the right thing as a man, as a human being, do the right thing.
0: Uh, Brandon, I and and again, we will continue to uh, to see what happens. But obviously, the attorney general was, wrote a very scathing letter. Uh, uh, Randy, I want to ask you, uh, and Brandon's seen seen this tweet as well. Um, state senator, former state representative, not state senator, he's running for the senate. Stephen Weber. Um, he's really pounded on uh, Caleb Browden, our Senate president pro tem, about the issue of LGBTQ. And he writes this uh, quote. It ticks. This is on Twitter two days ago. It ticks me off as a Colombian with it, When people stand up for the LGBT community in our state capitol, the senator from Boone County doesn't stand among them. That needs to change. Thank you to all who stood up, end of quote. He's clearly upset that Caleb Brown did not attend the rally. Randy, your response to former Representative Stephen Weber's uh, comments?
1: I think my response to him and anyone else who makes this about a trans issue would be to uh, to echo what Andrew Bailey told me last night on the program. He continued to talk about this performance with the transvestites, the the, the drag queens, uh, as being one that was a sexualized exposure for the children and he said it three or four times in that way he didn't say drag queen drag he kept saying sexualized exposure and that our children don't need to do that and i said so let me speculate if if they'd have had the chippendales there or let's say some hooter girls there that's very normative for probably most of the listeners in this audience, you know, including women. I mean, that's considered a heterosexual entertainment, adult entertainment, and uh, a, a, in one case, in a dining venue in the other. I said, would you have opposed it as vigorously then? he said, absolutely. It's about sexualization of our children when they should be educated. And and I think that was an important thing. And that's what I would tell the rep- representative, former representative, is just, look, I, I don't first I think that's one issue. You know, what is it? To say that we just don't need to bring sexuality into the schools except for the consent of the parents, for instance, in a sexual education class concerning how reproductive organs interact to make babies, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, and, and secondly, what does the whole, where are we, where's the difference between the respect, the tolerance, the proper civil rights wise treatment of these people? Where does that line end and the line and the, 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 the sector of celebration begin? I think the people that want to, to, to they use words like we need to respect, we need to you know, be tolerant. I think what they mean is we need to, we need to promote mm-hmm. and we need to celebrate. And that's a far cry from just respecting that people have their differences. You need to do what
2: we are doing. I want to move on from this topic. But first, I do want to mention Keith Simon. And we didn't know this was happening from Crossing Church. Him and one of his colleagues wrote a letter, uh, an opinion on this, that Newsweek, this story is national, Fox is on it. Uh, but this is in Newsweek. It is, a, it is an incredible piece. And it deals very little... I think, in my opinion, as I read the opinion, it deal, deals very little with, with with drag queens and more about fostering trust in the community and how the Columbia Public School District, from from its mouthpiece to its superintendent, uh, how they have failed to foster trust in the community. People, we pay their salaries, by the way. That was the bigger point of the piece. I thought it was beautiful. I want to ask you this. Our guest, Randy Tobler, he hosts the Randy Tobler Show weekdays. Four o'clock here on the radio station. There's a piece of legislation. And I thought this was interesting. Uh, a couple of nearly identical bills uh, would give direct access to physical therapists. So, in other words, if I have issues, I want to see a physical therapist. Now, there are some, uh, yeah, I'm oversimplifying it, but in effect, I could bypass a doctor. Um, so it stipulate that if a physical therapist does not see improvement in a patient after 10 sessions or three weeks, whichever comes first, they would be required to consult with a, a physician. But I think as a whole, I like the idea of sometimes we need to eliminate doctors. Can't I just go to a, somewhere and say, doctor, I'm sick, I have a cold, give me some antibiotics, and I already think I know what your answer is. But what do you think about this partic- particular piece of legislation as it relates to, to an extent, bypassing a doctor for physical therapy?
1: You know, I, uh, Brandon, I, uh, I'm not a tribalist when it comes to this. I catch heat from uh, from the doctor crowd a lot of times because I've, I've, I've said it openly in many venues. I'm, I'm sort of a licensure atheist, and the Cato Institute has done a lot of this, not only in the realm of, of doctors and medical practice, but, but, you know, grave diggers and, and uh, you know, hairdressers. Uh, you know, when we have licensure and restrictions, it becomes turf battles and turf protection for various groups. On the other hand... The state does have an interest in protecting the public safety and making sure that you know people that are doing what they claim they do can are not harming the public. I tend to, to land on the side of access. Here, what well, we do have to consider about the, something. There's a the potential, and I know of cases. Um, although I know of cases where doctors have delayed and misdiagnosed, we call that medical malpractice. Um, but there are cases when people have gone and uh, they've been treated, for instance. Uh, Another scope of practice issue, a lay midwives are legal in Missouri. And I have personally dealt with cases where uh, patients have ended up at a lay midwife delivering in their garage or basement or on the sofa in their bedroom, I don't know where, in their living room. And, uh, you know, we have to bail them out because they weren't aware that there were twins. They weren't aware there were breech babies. And all of a sudden, you know, it's a five-alarm fire and they have to bring them to the the emergency room. and, And outcomes often aren't as good as they could have been. When it comes to physical therapy, you'd imagine the scenario where someone has an ache or a, a pain or whatever, And, and, and you know, the, in, in, if, you, if the first evaluation of that problem uh, is by an individual, that individual in determining to do something is, is in essence, making a diagnosis now the, the bill that i saw that was filed last year and as far as i can tell it's identical i haven't been able to read the exact the whole text but the summary reads the same um of this physical therapy bill says that the physical therapist isn't supposed to diagnose well if i'm out playing uh, you know football uh, tag football with brandon and the wake up mid-missouri uh, uh crew and i come in with a bad shoulder it's probably just a shoulder problem but if i have a spontaneous problem that happens What's the chance that it's actually something else and the diagnosis is not made and then there's a delay and, you know, for for a few weeks, uh, you know, is that going to result in a problem for the patient that wasn't diagnosed properly? At the end of the day, I think it's a buyer beware. Patients should be able to do what they want to do. But part of the problem with this bill, too, is it says that if there's been success and if there's been improvement in the case for, I believe, it's 21 business days. or 10 weeks or 21 business days there's there's some provisions in there then then there needs to be a consultation with a doctor who can then authorize ongoing treatment i can tell you i don't know many doctors that are going to say yes they're going to say i need to see that patient before i authorize more treatment because you're trying to turf the 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 professional liability onto me and so there's going to be a lot of turf battles there and some of them legitimate i think if they want to own it let the physical therapist take control of it. No restrictions, no restrictions on anyone practicing. If your veterinarian wants to do brain surgery on you, let him do it but let him or her own it.
3: I don't know That's about the <laughs> I don't know about that last point, Randy, but I, you know, you mentioned access and I think, you know, we do, we talk about what's going on in Mexico and these things that have going, gone on with hospitals and, you know, people in rural communities. And I think, you know, I live in Ashland and you know, the, we have some family medicine clinics, but yeah, I mean like for smaller communities, it, it is, nice. we have a Mizzou therapy clinic right there in the YMCA. And I'm thinking, you know, yeah, if I've got a shoulder problem, wouldn't it be nice if I could just walk into the Mizzou therapy clinic without having you know. to go see the doctor first right there in my community and get some help
1: right yeah i just don't think the bill should then say that if the physical therapist and you are happy that you need a physician to authorize it because that essentially if if you're treating a, a pain that's actually a metastatic cancer in your bone and it felt better because part of the physical therapy involves heat and some application of feel-good stuff, and it does feel good. I'm not saying it's not helpful. Uh, Are you masking a symptom of something worse? And I just think that there's that issue of who's going to validate it going on. I don't think you'll find doctors willing to do that. They're not going to own it without seeing you and making an opinion. Secondly, is your insurance company going to pay for it? It's because it's going to increase their expense, and that's going to be a more practical issue. Tobler,
2: 15 seconds. What's coming up on the Tobler Show today at four?
1: Uh, let's see. I think, well, Brenda Tallent's going to weigh in on the spending that the government liked, and we talked about. It. And then I think, uh, I'm hoping Dr. Ashley Emmel will join us if we can rip her free from her chiropractic practice Coming up at 4 o'clock this
2: afternoon right. here on the radio station. Thank you, Raddy Tobler. Coming up, Morning Bell Business News, little twist only Stephanie Bell can give us. What do you have for us?
3: I think we should do some Tesla news.
2: <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathart. It's time for the Morning Bell Business News, little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you.
3: Stock futures this morning are up. Also up in the short term is Tesla stock from yesterday. They had an earnings call and things are looking pretty good. Now, the long game for Tesla has not been very good. Their stock is way down. People were concerned with Elon buying Twitter, which apparently, Hannah, he had a Twitter tweet problem yesterday. He
4: did. He said he changed his name on Twitter and then Twitter wouldn't let him change it back. But like
3: he's in charge, right? What did he change his name to? Mr. Tweet. Fair. (laughs) You should change it to like President Tweet. I think. Anyway, so he's officially Mr. Tweet and can't get his people to change it back. But he fired everybody too, so maybe he should hire some of those people back to get it changed. So a lot of Elon Musk news, but yeah, they had an earnings call. They had record profit. So um, after the earnings call, obviously Tesla's stock took uh, you know is is bumping up. But more importantly, um, they announced I think yesterday that uh, their one of their models they're slashing prices, um, and so the twenty thousand by by about twenty thousand dollars. And I thought that was really interesting, Brandon, because you you always talk about. I love that new Hummer, yeah. <laughs> except it's a hundred the, the EV Hummer, except it's a hundred thousand dollars. And you know, for me, like. I really don't care about the environment. I'm sorry, I just don't. But like, I I cloth diapered uh, my kids, not because I was a greenie and I was worried about all the disposable waste because I was cheap, because it was a better financial decision for my family. And so I'm wondering like how many conservatives out there are looking at SUVs and thinking, and and now they're saying, yeah, like for some people, Tesla is gonna be cheaper in, in the SUV market than a regular car. And I'm thinking, well then, yeah, I, if it's the cheaper one, sure, I'd buy it. What about you?
2: Um, I don't know because I'd look at long-term cost uh, as it relates to how long before I'm gonna have to replace the battery. How much is it going to charge it? And here's the other thing: one of the I'm willing to pay extra for uh, good toilet paper,
0: uh, good <laughs> cheese. <laughs> this is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathard. You
4: ready to go? It's doing good. You know, I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab. Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. But uh, it's feeling good so far.
2: Patrick Mahomes yesterday, Kansas City, as they were working out, he was back at the practice field saying, I'm doing all right. He said some other stuff in this news conference. I don't know if you uh, had a chance to check it out. But it reminded me, I need to give Patrick uh, Mahomes some marriage advice.
4: Oh, boy. <laughs> and I'm
2: I, I don't know whether I should do it today or do it tomorrow on a feel good. And it was something he said in the press conference. I'm like, Patrick, no, 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 dude. That's not how you say that, man. Uh, but he was talking about his wife, Brittany. And I thought, actually, it might be good advice for uh, for uh, Hannah and her fiance. You know
4: how much I love it when you give me marriage advice. Right.
2: How many times have you been married? none how many times have i been married <laughs>
4: twice
2: so i've got more experience at this how long were those marriages combined the two of them
4: like what a year <laughs> oh, Long
2: weekend oh no, come on man it was like let's see a year and then let's see 99 to 2000 well maybe not even three years combined the two of them you know what the problem was in those marriages you yeah it was. Uh, and it was. And it was. I, I shouldn't have been married in the first place. I really should not have. But I kind of, uh, they're, uh, I hold them kind of responsible, too, because when they asked, they both said yes. So, right? they completely on them. Yes, that's,
0: that's awesome.
2: <laughs> I, and I don't behave that way anymore. As, uh, uh, I just don't do it. But Patrick Mahomes, he said something in this press conference yesterday. And I'm thinking if you're a married person or in a relationship, especially if you've been married for a while and you're like, okay, I've figured out how this works something you should never ever do maybe we'll do that uh tomorrow welcome into the show there's mr brian houseworth
0: i think the uh and i think it's it, he talks a lot about lifestyle issues too and and uh, he's kind of an entertaining guy of course patrick mahomes from texas tech i think there's something else that's kind of unique just more of a for the casual fans out there that may not not necessarily the x's and the o's the nfl today is actually taking its show on the road on Sunday, and they do that periodically. Uh, Hopefully the weather will cooperate, although there is a chance of some frozen precipitation on Sunday uh, across the state, but they're doing that show, which I think is just kind of interesting that they're going to be doing that. Um, You know, it it started off with Brent Musburger and Irv Cross, and it's evolved different hosts. It's a little different than it used to be. I preferred the more old-school style, but even for a casual fan, I do think people will enjoy it, and it's pretty unique to have a show like that out Outside. Basically, they set up a studio out on the the side of the field. It's kind of neat to see. Kind of cool. And it gives Missouri some good coverage, too. That's the other thing. It's it's huge. It
2: really does. And people will accuse me of being a cheerleader, not a cheerleader in the football sense of the word, but a cheerleader for where I live in mid-Missouri and for the state of Missouri, because we want the community to do well, want Missouri to do well, sure. and I think, and because by the way, on a national level, we are not getting good press, and you can thank no, uh, not us here. Not here. Yeah. Uh, Columbia Public School District, again, dragging down our community. Uh, Newsweek has picked up on the story, and what I love, it's an opinion piece in Newsweek. It focuses more on the communication and how leadership, i.e. Dr. Yearwood, has so distrust within an entire community. He absolutely should resign, and there's a- others he is not the uh, only one so that's the negative press that we're getting in missouri right now so nfl sunday patrick mahomes coming to save the day there's brian howsworth john sure. mars producer hannah is here my name is brandon rather and what do we say when it comes to sports the Bengals, they're a pretty good football team They've won They la- sure were in the game last year, weren't they? Yeah, last year and last week against another very good team, Cincinnati Bengals I think, including these uh, these playoff wins. They've won what 10 games in a row now. They're pretty good. But what are we going to be saying Sunday at Arrowhead? We're going to be shouting Bengals suck, Bengals suck, aren't we? No 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 no. Yeah. Uh and they don't suck, but we're going to say it because it's that team. Thing. Like in politics. And that's gotta bring us into today's mailbag. Letters. Alright, we don't get any letters. I get letters. What's the last time you got a letter, John. So many letters. In a while. Yeah. A we get taxed at 874. But I'd even
4: read mail from a cow.
2: 9390 874 Sometimes we get Facebook messages. And by the way, when it comes to the tax and Facebook messages. Uh, producer Hannah, uh, she's really good in trying to respond to a lot of the Facebook stuff that we get. Uh, but I just want to let you know that we, we don't always get to it, whether it's text or so. I just want you to know, especially, and it's always, if you've never texted the show before, you're especially who we love. I love, I don't know why I get excited when, when I see somebody that's never texted before. Um, but I love that whenever there's somebody new that's texting. So we love your text, 874. 874- Ninety three ninety, 90 but there are some times where between everybody here on the show we just simply cannot respond to all of them either that or we don't like you
4: so no we'll no, <laughs> no fake news
2: uh it's one of the uh two so I was talking about so sunday we're gonna be saying bangles suck bangles suck and they don't <laughs> they really don't but it's that we do it because the chiefs are our team that's our tribe that's what we do, and we had an I, I, And I wish we could have chatted with this guy some more. His name is Keith Simon. Now, although it had nothing to do with Crossing Church, it is he is from Crossing Church. But he's got this whole series about truth over tribe, and and there's some religious uh, uh, tones in it. But basically, talking about how we dislike other people in our lives, maybe because they hold different political beliefs, and it's just. This is a really tough conversation, for me at least, when we talk about being honesty. And you'll you'll be able to catch that on the uh, podcast. It goes up after the show. You'll be able to uh, listen to the condensed version of Wake Up Mid-Missouri on the websites, kwos.com, 939 the Uh It was in the 7 o'clock hour. John, any interesting, and we do have some texts about that that I want to share. Uh, one or two takeaways uh, for you from that thing as a whole? I think uh, for the average person out there, guilty is charged when it comes to tribalism. You know, we, especially those of us in the news biz, try to be, you know... You know, not take sides and all, but boy, sometimes your personal preferences can sneak through on you. And here's the thing, and you and I do agree with that because you because I see it all the time. For example, in USA Today or even the Associated Press, and we've spent a lot of time over the years because we talk about the slant of the media. And for our newer uh, regretful Biden voters, for our new younger listeners that we've accumulated since the tragic events of January the twentieth of twenty twenty one, we try to highlight specific examples. So when somebody says mainstream media, they're we try to point out here's specific examples, and you're right. But here's, and here's the challenge with that. You know who's writing the news? Human beings.
4: It's not Chat GPT.
2: Not yet. That's scary. By the way, Sunday morning, I was telling Steph Bell about this. She's the one that turned us on in this Chat GPT. They had like a ten minute piece. On the implications of chat GPT, not just in schools, but the whole artificial intelligence thing as a whole. Ooh. Uh, but human beings are writing the news. And let's say chat GPT one day does write the news. Guess who is programming chat GPT or it's programming artificial intelligence? Isn't it human beings that are programming that stuff, developing that stuff? No.
4: The aliens.
2: <laughs> couple of uh, responses. Um, To our conversation regarding truth and tribalism, Stephanie from Ashland, not that Stephanie. Uh, This great topic. I'm a conservative, independent listener, uh, and I appreciated hearing this topic. Chris, and I love this from Chris. He says, truth is something difficult to come to when folks are taught that truth is individual and perception is reality when truth is comfortable it may be true and i agree with that one of the things there's very few things in life that i get really like irked about i get irked when i hear the phrase well perception is reality that is not accurate that's a lie perception is not reality your perception is your reality it's not reality it's your reality
4: did you see jack's text
2: Yeah. He
4: said, can't be a tribalist these days. That would be cultural appropriation and make me non-woke.
2: Right? (laughs) Um... And here's, the, and here's the thing. And this kind of came up during the conversation. It's like, well, how do you have conversations when people, when you're politically opposed and what they are politically opposed to is so, so, so dangerous or when we're always right? So even in talking about tribalism, it's hard to get honest about that because, and we saw some of that in, in some of the, uh, the texts. Now, though, there is from listener Sandy, now the left, and she's, I agree, with their no compromise on anything attitude, they would be tribal. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. It seems to be it's the other side. As a conservative, independent, libertarian kind of dude, it's like, yeah, there is a party. There is a political party. There is a mindset, these progressives that, yeah, man, if you don't think like we do, we hate you. We believe in climate change, so we're going to go destroy million-dollar paintings in museums. Um, we think cops kill us because we're black. We're going to go and shut down traffic and destroy parts of Seattle. Yeah, you don't see our—you uh, don't see the other side doing that stuff. I almost said our side, John. <laughs> I can't do this. Careful, Kimasabi. I can't do this truth over tribalism, man. It's killing me. All right, let's move forward. So tomorrow on a feel-good Friday, a couple of cool things we're going to be doing on the show. We try to celebrate some of the cooler things happening in the news. We also do winners and the... Josh Hawley, winner of the week. Uh,
4: I hate to say it, but yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, he came up with an act that has to do with con- Congress members and insider trading, and he worded it so it comes... Because, you know, they all like the cute acronyms in Washington, D.C. It's this act, it's that act, but he worded the act so that it's called the Pelosi Act because of what her the dastardly things her husband did potentially using inside information to benefit their wealth um so Josh Hawley will definitely be one of my winners of the week tomorrow the other thing that we we will do that we'll be doing that this time tomorrow feel good Friday and we also wear red on Fridays and we tell you that now not because we're bragging but there's a reason we like to let you know about wearing red which we do to remember everyone deployed
4: Yeah, we like to tell you about it so that maybe if you're listening right now, you put red on in the morning to join us. I try to recruit a couple of our coworkers every week, and I will shame them on Fridays if they're not wearing red, even if they don't know about it. And sometimes the next Friday I see them wear red, so it's I'm slowly growing it here at Zimmer.
2: And your efforts, incidentally, have not gone unnoticed. All right, coming up before we uh, get into the Gary Nolan show, some this is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathart. Enjoy. Leftover, some of the things we did not get a chance to get to during the show this morning here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. We try to do it this time every uh, every morning before we get into... Uh, my dad's favorite show. And one of the co- common questions uh, we get as a matter of fact, t- tonight I'm going to be in Fulton. There's a Chamber of Commerce event. So if you're in the Fulton area um, and you're at the Chamber event, um, please look look for a Cynthia Shreen. I think everybody in Fulton knows the Cynthia Shreen. <laughs>
4: yeah. The legendary.
2: The legendary. Cynthia Shreen is her name. If you know Cynthia, uh, if you spot her and you see the short, chubby, balding dude next to her, that'd be me. Uh the, the tall, handsome guy with a nice set of hair. That would be her or husband. Cynthia's husband. Or Cynthia's husband, yeah. Oh, would... are
4: you third-wheeling the Shreens?
2: She <laughs> 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 wouldn't do that. Uh, so one of the questions that we get a lot when we're out and about people say is, and I've been getting this for years, people say, is your dad's favorite show really the Gary Nolan show?
4: Yeah, it is.
2: It is. And that stems from a story several years ago, me trying to show my dad, who's a brilliant computer programmer, doesn't know.
4: Wait, I keep forgetting that. And it makes your, um, (laughs) how do I want to word this? Technological
2: pedigree.
4: It, It makes your tech issues that you have on a daily basis even funnier. You know what? And that's... that's, Ironic, perhaps?
2: When I was eight or nine years old, my dad... You used to be able to get these tiny, archaic, by today's standards, laptops back in the early 80s. Commodore 64. Yeah, and... and And I used to help my dad. I used to screw around with a computer. I could program a computer a little bit, basic programming, like if X equals Y, then go. And I could write lines, as I recall, lines of very simple, basic computer code when I was eight years old. Oh, was it COBOL or something (laughs) like (laughs) that? I think it's even a predecessor to that.
4: Your dad probably was so excited he thought he had another computer programmer on his hands.
2: I don't know what happened. <laughs> I, 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 and I try. I really do. It's not that I'm not interested. You I just, try
4: when you want to. Yeah,
2: there's probably some truth to that. Uh, I, just, I just can't get my head uh, around a, a lot of it. Uh, and I love this. Uh, this is for uh, leftovers. I want to say hello to David from Fulton. We were talking about how much we were talking about tribalism. And here's an example. Uh, where we you tribe over truth? What are we going to say Sunday outside Arrowhead, John? What are we going to be shouting? Chiefs kingdom, yeah. beat on the big drum, and Bengals suck. And Bengals suck. Well, as a point of fact, the Bengals don't suck. They're pretty good. They've won 10 games in a row. They're on the verge of potentially going to their second Super Bowl two years in a row. But we're Yeah, gonna... Joe Burrow haters <laughs> all among us. <laughs> uh, David from Fulton says, go Bengals. I never root for the Chiefs. We appreciate that.
4: Speaking of Joe no, Burrow... Don't Uh, um he's very popular on tiktok right now with the ladies i guess the ladies are just now figuring out that uh he's good looking but he
2: he's gonna find out when josh hawley outlaws tiktok that he won't have a leg to stand on.
4: but no joe burrow is very popular on (laughs) tiktok right now
2: is uh so we've talked about state legislatures, universities banning TikTok because it's owned by the Chinese and they're using it for nefarious purposes. Josh, you got a story. Josh, uh, uh, John, Josh wants to go (laughs) John, (laughs) one of us. Josh wants to go beyond that now. The No TikTok on United States Devices Act would ban the Chinese-based app from being downloaded in the U.S. and also limit commercial activity from their parent company ByteDance says Josh Hawley. And the thing that bums me out is that doesn't create a cute acronym. I don't think there's an acronym (laughs) to that act, is there? And I, by the way, I don't like the idea of banning TikTok. And I I get how dangerous and nefarious it can be. I get what the Chinese are doing with it. Um, But but, it's
4: so fun.
2: Right? (laughs) And fun. Come on. (laughs) Ways. But yeah, I'm not, uh, I, I just don't think it was.
4: How else will I waste all of my free time?
2: Yeah. Stealing people's cheese.
4: (laughs) That was a one-time thing, John.
2: Hannah, I don't know if we're going to have time. Can you see that brand new text with the 660 area code real quick? You
4: mean like seconds after I just closed out of it? No. Thank uh, you. Don't
2: worry about it. So that's some of the things, I guess, leftovers. Uh, Things that we didn't get a chance to get to during uh, uh, during the show today. Tomorrow again, feel good Friday.